0: Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the first episode of Brown People We Know. My guest this week is actually a dear friend who I wanted to hear from because he grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. I found that intriguing because I know a lot of immigrant families often wind up in some of the larger cities of the US. He made a really great distinction between feeling like a migrant and feeling like a minority in the US. He also got me thinking about different reasons that families move here, whether that's to pursue wealth, safety, or passions like his, which include geology, cooking, and of course, listening to brown people we know. Near the end, he reveals a hidden secret about the Indian restaurant that you've been frequenting. Tweet him your thoughts at Ravi underscore path. Without further ado, welcome Ravi Pathare to Brown People We Know. Long time no see. Yeah. you got like a full on beard now. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, it's just because I didn't bother to shave it. Corona. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's most just, of it's just, You can blame everything on that. Um, so it's I mean, it's serious. But yeah, I wanted
0: to kind of start at the beginning. I know that you're from Fond du Lac. Were you born there?
1: I, I was born there. At St. Agnes Hospital on October 14th. Very very late at night. It was something like eleven fifty something.
0: <laughs> Fondy is a town of like forty thousand people ish. Mm-hmm. So were there other Indians around you or like were you kind of like the only one in your high school?
1: There were a couple other Indian folks in the city. The largest employer in the city is a large manufacturer that's a subsidiary of, of Brunswick Corporation, our Mercury Marine. They make outboard motors. There was a, I wouldn't say a rotating, but they had quite a few um engineers that would work there uh, who were of Indian descent. You know, occasionally we would, me and my family, we would run into another Indian person who was you know, currently working there. But as far as families go, I think there were only a, really a couple and uh, we didn't really know each other that well. One of my friends in high school was a uh, Pakistani. But outside of that, as far as I know, not really.
0: When we think of Indian families that migrate to the U.S., a lot of them do what my family did, which is go to the bigger cities, right? So like, mm-hmm. I was in Toronto. I was in Dallas. Yeah. When you're in those cities, there's some exposure to Indian culture. So I'm kind of curious like, how you connected with that side of your heritage, or if you feel like maybe you didn't really while you were in Fondi.
1: For people that know me, I think they might have an answer to that, just based off of the things that I like and things that I talk about, and things that I do. As far as connecting with heritage, uh, when I was growing up, so Fond du Lac is at the lower end of what's called the Fox Valley. There were uh, more Indian families in the cities in the other part of the Fox Valley, in uh, Oshkosh. Like Appleton. Yeah, exactly. So they would occasionally have events, largely uh, rotating around various uh, Hindu festivals. They would... Uh, get together and get, I mean there's there's a, there's quite a bit of irony about uh, hosting what what, what festival it must have been? I, I don't remember exactly which festival it was it's a it's one of the yearly I mean they're all yearly one of the larger festivals being uh held in the basement of a um I think it was a church so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, connecting to the heritage yeah I mean I got it through that through experiencing various cultural things that my parents would teach us about and uh, especially when I was younger and then it kind of dropped off my my family would travel to India either every – they would try when we were younger every year. When, I, when my father was initially a professor, a, a teacher, an instructor at the technical college, he'd get his summers off and we would usually go back to India for that summer. But after he moved into more of like, a, a, like an admin position, that got a little harder. So I had the heritage in actually going back to the motherland and um, having the experience, like the really, real like, full-scale experience. Yeah.
0: and when you say the motherland, you're from Mumbai. Well, I mean, once I mean, my my family is from. I I can't claim
1: to say that. True. I'm I'm from Fondulak.
0: So I know with me, like, if I'm speaking Telugu, there is a little bit of a soul connection there. Mm-hmm. It it kind of the like the motherland thing resonates. Do you feel that when you think of Mumbai or India, or is it more like eh, I'm from Fondi? Like, I know you as a very intellectual person, right? Like as a friend, I know that you read a lot and stuff. Do you feel like your connection with India is more like, oh, that's the motherland, or is it more like on an intellectual level?
1: Um, that's a that's an interesting question. What I see India as, hmm, <laughs> this is this is a, like generally kind of an interesting question. I say, I kind of, yeah, you're right. I kind of, it, it is. It's not just an interesting place to read about. It it is kind of really like uh, the purest form of where i come from and i think that a lot of people in the united states have a uh, a background of immigration In some from it it's it's farther back but i kind of treat it the same way it's that this is where my family came from this is this is obviously the heritage and all the strong cultural things that are involved with that but i think it's just a little more emphasized because it's only a, a generation away
0: one of the other things that's really interesting between you and me, a little bit of a contrast that I see at times is like, I think I very much have that immigrant mindset. We're here. We need to hustle and kind of make our way up through society. My mm-hmm. family might kind of say, like, keep your head down and just keep going. You're more willing to take a stance on certain. You're more political. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I'm kind of curious where that stems from. The The point that you make about kind of like your head down or whatever, I, that, that's definitely something that you see in... Families and groups of people that are very recent immigrants. I, I often say that there's a lot of parallel to be drawn between Italian immigration and Indian immigration. In the same way that, I mean, there, there's obviously a, uh, some market differences, but the the place where that comes from, it it comes from the idea that just keeping your head down isn't. I, I understand why that that's a thing and why that potentially is important in order to make sure that you ultimately have success in this wild wild west world of america here but the the other part of america is that you can do what you want and obviously at the expense of people that we have driven off i mean i mean there's obviously that whole thing like whenever you're talking about The so-called American dream, which obviously is something that kind of goes in line with what you're talking about, how there's that like driving force in order to kind of make something of yourself as as um, an immigrant in this country that there were people here before. But it, it stems from a lot. It stems from just like that sense of individuality that I think a lot of people have and I think is expected, I think, a lot of times by immigrant populations. In order to find success. So I think it's kind of like balancing that fine line, and maybe right now, just the point I am in my life, I'm just a little bit off the line a little bit, just and there might be a course correction at some point, but I don't know.:
0: Let's say I look at my parents who are clear immigrants. They grew up in India. Most of the things that they give to when they're donating money is back in India. For me, I tend to give all over the place, so like currently I'm sponsoring a child in Kenya. I give to education in India, clean water in South America. So it's it's kind of scattered, which also reflects the fact that I've moved across countries over my lifespan versus
1: for you. You grew up in the States. Yeah, it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, I'm currently living in Chicago. So I want to work with a local organization to do as much help as I can in order to make not just my life better, but, you know, fighting for things that make other people's lives better. And I understand that there's that idea of there there being poverty abroad and things that we need to do to fix that. But we have poverty here as well. And uh, working with campaigns and with organizations that are fighting for kind of that egalitarian change, they don't deny that there is poverty abroad or they don't, they, they don't I don't think they really ever even want to claim that problems that we have here are either more important or take precedence over problems we have elsewhere. For sure. I think
0: it's kind of a question of where you're putting your attention. And I suppose it's always been interesting to me that you were so involved with DSA because of the fact that we both come from similar but different backgrounds. I've always been curious how that
1: might affect where our attention is. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, that's actually really interesting that you mentioned that because I I suppose that because I grew up in this country, there is definitely some level, I, I assume, of me focusing on improving the place where I live, uh, whereas for someone like you said, where, you, where you're your parents, where they, if they donate, they're going to donate back to India because that's the place that they consider home, right? They see the place where they grew up and they want that place to be better. And I see the place where I am today, my home, you know, as somebody that's only visited India and not... I guess I never thought about it. that's a really good that's a really interesting way of thinking about it that how, how you choose to fight your battles and where to put your the other thing I would def- definitely say is that it's not just DSA I mean activism in all forms is really important DSA is kind of more like a place to find other people that are like minded and want to like fight for the same things that you are. I wouldn't say that like that's like the like the organization it's it's um it's kind of your medium at the moment exactly yeah activism is what is important actual actual direct action that's what really matters in order to push for change so that the people in power can like see the people out in the streets wanting this change that more than any particular group dsa sunrise working on political campaigns i think that is what really matters
0: do you also feel like Maybe like for me, I definitely still feel like a recent immigrant because I literally I can remember moving to the U.S. You have been here your whole life, so maybe you don't have that like more recent immigrant feel. Do you think that kind of affects your experience, or is it not really
1: that? It definitely does. I think that compared to you, you were born in the Middle East, you then moved to Canada, and then you moved again to the United States. Mm-hmm. All when you were under the age of, I want to say what 15, maybe even less? Yeah, I was pretty young. Yeah, and I think that like the actual fit, like you you are like literally an immigrant, whereas the way that I see my uh perspective on my life, you know, having a little bit more melanin than most people is just that I am a minority living in America, and I think those are very two different uh I don't know what the word to use here like two 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 different experiences that are that are similar and they have a lot of overlapping parts, but I think they are at the same time still markedly different.
0: Wait, hold on, dude. It sounds like you're saying not every immigrant is the same.
1: Well, I mean... i don't no, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> just <joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I agree.
0: I mean, that's partly why I want to do this show, is that there are different flavors or different experiences of, not just of immigrants, but even in that subcategory of, like, brown, see immigrants. So, mm-hmm. like, it is important to note the differences. and And even what you said that I really loved was, like, you can be here... I mean, there's two two sides to this philosophy of like, part of the reason that we're here is to make it. And then the other part is to just do what we want. Mm-hmm. To me, that's kind of profound, because I, I think the other thing that really grabs me when when I first met you is like, you're genuinely following certain passions, whether that is like DSA or cooking, or like one of the things that I wanted to ask you about your career, many immigrants, when they come here, there is like the stereotypical pressure of like, be a doctor or an engineer you instead chose to be a geologist did you see someone that kind of made you want to do that stuff or like where did those ideas come from because i imagine it wasn't your parent
1: no and um is something that i was really thinking about quite recently actually and uh, i think it has a lot to do with the way that we treat education and the amount of support that an individual will receive from their family i i will say that my upbringing was very it was a typical middle class upbringing. My my family does not necessarily come from any large amounts of wealth, which is pretty typical, obviously, for a, a minority. I always forget. Am I second generation? Am I, for, I? I forget how that works. If I was born here, but my father was the one to move, I, it doesn't matter. But like the, the the reason that I had the ability to go and study geology as opposed to something else was because I had the security in knowing that. If, if it didn't work out or whatever, for whatever reason, I had the security of my family. That's not to say that that was the only thing, but I think that it's very important to understand that when I think a lot of people talk about education disparity between minorities. It's just something that I just wanted to bring up there. But, um, the, the thing with geology was that it kind of is a combination of a lot of different fields of science and mathematics and just kind of all put together into you know, like this one field and it allows you to actually go out there and be with nature. And I think that's interesting to me. I find environmental politics to be very important. And the intersection of environmental environmentalism and environmental policy and politics is also very important. And I think that's something that is, um, in my mind, at least one of the most important concerns that people should be fighting for and uh, working for, especially since if we don't have a world, then nothing else matters. And it's surprising how much... The way that we impact our world impacts other communities and other political arenas things like racial justice can be tied together and they can influence and be influenced by the way that we uh treat our uh, rivers how we treat the neighborhoods where we have factories where we dump our waste and etc etc so i think just like a combination of that kind of led me to where i uh, what i decided to go to school for and uh, kind of what i decided to do today i guess So were your parents
0: supportive of that, surprised by it? Was that even something that you were thinking about when you decided to go down that path?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, Initially, you know, I told them about it. I said, like, you know, these are like the opportunities that I have with this kind of degree. I I think a a big thing with, I'm going to say it's only in the AC families, but uh, I, I assume it applies to like every single family. Is that like you always kind of want the approval i guess of your family right and that's one of the things that you're just like oh you know like you know I, i'm looking at this you know i looked at there's all these opportunities and i can uh kind of use that in order to try and ultimately be successful like we were talking about now does that mean that like being a geologist like is that the end i mean no like I'm, i've been i've been looking you know in increasing looking to kind of do a slight pivot from what i'm doing in consulting i um occasionally will run, run into people that do environmental law and that's something that very easily pivots. You know, like, you know, currently those people are interacting with me at the consulting group, but going to that other side and doing something like that, you're kind of like building that ladder as you climb it. I think that is just the way that I think that I made it to where I currently am as far as career.
0: You do have a younger
1: sister, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Just from the bits that I know about her, it does seem that she, it does seem like she follows a more traditional indian path do you think that's true or do do you feel like she also is kind of thinking about things the same way that you are
1: no she and i definitely think about things differently the typical indian path i mean she 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 did get an engineering degree currently works in new mexico with things that are related to what she learned in her degree but outside of that well actually why don't you elaborate on that i'm curious what you meant culturally
0: or religiously like there's certain beliefs even. I I hate to say respecting your elders, because I don't want it to seem like maybe other cultures don't have that as well. But I think that's very much a part of Indian culture. Mm -hmm. Being very religious tends to be a part of it too. Versus Mm -hmm. like in America, if I meet my friend's parents, I call them by name. Or like in America, you'll see a wider variation of many people are Christian, but there are also now tons of people that are atheists. Mm -hmm. Do you think that outside of career, she tends to follow a lot of those traditional Indian norms or not really?
1: I think all of us follow at least some various forms of tradition still because we grew up with it and it was important to us because that's kind of what made us who we were when we kind of realized especially when like I realized I guess when I was growing up maybe in elementary school or whenever it was like wait hang on I'm not exactly the same as everybody else I don't know what this church thing is not really sure uh, why everyone needs pork all the time and you know that kind of that that defined us into who we were and i think everyone kind of chooses pieces they want to stick with and what they don't my sister kind of probably picks some that 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 she finds comfort in that she cares about and others maybe not so much i will say probably she chooses a couple more than i do but in the end it's it's that idea that yeah we have this tradition we have these these things from our culture that we choose to stick with but in the end i think we still realize that we are all like markedly American and everything that we do and everything that we choose to do is kind of going to be based around that.
0: When you say like we're markedly American, when you look for role models and such, do Indian people stand out to you? And I mean, you know, my obsession with (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the fact that he's brown is kind of, to me, it's like, oh, we can make it. Do you have that sort of feeling or for you? Is it, you know what? We're American. Okay. So here's the thing.
1: I don't really love no, nah, I mean that's not, that's actually not true. Um the the idea of like I guess role models is something that like I said, I I I'm not going to say I don't love it, but I don't really think about it that much. Maybe it's I mean maybe I actually do and it's just like I inherently kind of think about it, but I don't like explicitly kind of think about it. But the way I see it is that it's good to have that representation. I think that is the thing that I think the people that I see as role models, I kind of view that in like a very race-blind sense, where I'll, I'll see people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different classes, and you know I'll, I'll look at them I'll say, like, well, yes, I see you and I aspire to be someone like you. The thing with seeing brown role models, it, it typically is um, the thing that I'm impressed with comes first. And second, I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a positive that you look like me. That's kind of cool to see that. I think the biggest example of that was that there was that movie that, um, based on, it it was a movie by Danny Boyle. And the, the movie itself was just like a fun, like, Oh, what if you woke up one day and the Beatles didn't exist and you were the only one that remembered all the songs or whatever. So in that sense, it was like, Oh, that's a fun movie. It's like a fun premise. And as an added like bonus, it's like, Oh, by the way, Himesh Patel is the main star. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. Okay. And I think that's the way I kind of see it. Like it would be like, I mean, like, outside of Houston, like, I assume that you probably have people that you...
0: I guess for me, it's often the, like, to your point, representation, right? Like, it's, it's the absence that makes me aware. I vividly remember going to a movie in college. Sanjay's Super Team was mm-hmm. put up as, like, an animated short before the actual movie. And I just remember watching, and I was, like, captivated. And I realized, like, whoa, like, I've never seen this type of animation. Or, like, I'm doing my uh, MBA now occasionally I take business trips and like when I wake up and I go down to the hotel lobby usually if you're up that early and you're in like the study area of the lobby or whatever it's people that are there for business it's not like the leisurely travelers that are sleeping in mm-hmm. or whatnot and I'll look around it'll it'll be me and like all just old white men mm-hmm. and like those are the moments where I kind of go hmm. yeah. And and so like yeah for me I think I only notice in moments like that I don't go through day to day thinking like
1: no, no, I get it. I get that. I I, I like what you were saying about how when the, when there's a lack of it, that's when you kind of realize it. And I think it all, all that really does is like it, it just kind of opens up a couple more questions. Like hmm, That's interesting, like why that is that way and what we can do to try and change that. I think that's the reason why, you know, like getting more involved in political activism and things like that is, I think, important for like I think everyone should get more involved, like because that's how, that's how you change things. You know, direct action is the only way that you can actually change things. You can't expect people to change it for you.
0: Going back to you were like born here and raised here. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious if there are any things about Indian culture that direct action, right? That you Mm -hmm. could, that you would change if you could change, or or that you really appreciate and would bring
1: to American culture. um, Oh boy, uh, I should have made a list. There's there's quite a. I mean, okay. The thing is, is that I don't think that anybody is going to take particular offense to the fact that a lot of the way that indian culture is structured in india back in the motherland however you want to call it is quite a bit more conservative i think that's like not even that's i don't think that's even an arguable point i don't think so and a lot of times conservative culture just comes from a lack of education i think that increasing uh education the the amount of it the the breadth of it i think is really important and it's obviously a struggle i mean in a country of a billion people that's going to be hard especially when it's a country with a billion people that that was subjected to colonization for what like 400 years i'm including the portuguese they're not getting out of this they were they were in goa for until like the middle of the 1970s or something but uh yeah there's a lot of things that i would change like i i do i do consider a lot of indian culture to be quite patriarchal and i think that's definitely something that needs some revision or at least quite a bit of analysis i guess and you know india is kind of viewed as this spiritual place by a lot of western people and i think the reason that it gets that connotation is because they only kind of see the outside of it like they only see like oh you know there's all these cool festivals and temples and it's like well there's a lot more to it i think that you know just an an, an analysis of like what that spirituality is and how it's enforced and what kind of things that it promotes that's important and i don't know if that's necessarily something something i'm going to be necessarily considered to continue with that's definitely one thing and I think it's a big thing. I think that's one of the bigger things. I think that's something that in order to create kind of a society that really works for everybody and that's like beneficial for everybody, is that you just you need to question the current power structure and think about, well, is is there a better option? I don't don't be content with what there is. What's something that you would bring in? From India? hmm So the most recent time that I was in India was last year. And I think one of the really marked... And, and this is the first time I've been back since... Wow, since before I went to college, actually. So it had been quite a while between the two visits. And the one thing that I noticed when I was there was that there was a lot... And and this is something obviously that applied to because I was in a quite large city. But it seemed to me that the people were kind of falling into that kind of consumerist mentality a lot more and the thing i had always liked about india before that was that people tended to live a little simpler i know that india is one of those growing economies and now people are moving into the middle class but sometimes the way that development like that happens economic development it comes with a negative in that people become a little more consumerist and they become a little more tied to i don't want to say like purchasing things that's just saying consumerist again but I kind of appreciated how people lived life a little simpler like the food is not that complex and the the reason for that obviously is because people did not have at least previously i suppose people did not have the means to you know kind of go all out in food i know that there's people that are hindus and buddhist and jain people who are vegetarian by religion but even when my family from what I hear from them when they were growing up, they would eat vegetarian meals for most of the week and meat was largely reserved for special occasions or on a Sunday.
0: Not because of religious reasons,
1: but just that comes from two. I mean, it's, it's probably economic because once again, meat is expensive. Like it just is by nature. And two, it's more sustainable and it ultimately is somewhat healthier. That's one thing that I think I would like to bring from India and Indian culture to America. I think that a lot of the old way of living was a lot more sustainable and i think that that is something that would transit over very well especially as we kind of talk about whatever this new normal is and you know like these like, incredible ways of being able to restructure things i mean like i'm not just i'm not gonna like dance around it eating meat is expensive not only from out of your wallet but for everybody else there's a lot of water that goes into meat production. There's a lot of waste from meat production. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but the largest producer of methane is cow farming. And then on top of that, you think about, okay, well, now you've raised all of this uh, cattle or, or livestock or whatever you have, and how much of that ultimately goes to waste? And I'm not saying that waste is non-existent in India, obviously, but I think that just having that mentality of living a little more within your means would really be beneficial
0: i know we're coming up on time so last thing i just kind of wanted to dive into you've
1: been cooking since <laughs> since you were like seven i mean i yeah I, I guess i was always helping out in the kitchen growing up
0: favorite dishes to cook overall and then favorite indian dishes
1: to cook oh uh, i mean that's a venn diagram there dude like um <laughs> oh my god favorite dishes to cook overall you know, honestly, I would probably go with something like pav Bhaji. Like, I mean, it's so easy. It's it's like it's like the, the, the simplest dish ever. I tell this to everybody that I run into. Like, whenever people are like, oh, like, what Indian food did you do?" It's like, uh, pav Bhaji. Like, eat it. Are you a vegan? Guess what? Just don't use butter. You can you eat it too. Are you a meat eater? Well, tough it out and eat this because you're going to like this too. I love that dish. And, like, actually going to Mumbai and eating, like, pav Bhaji from, like, a street vendor is just the, the best thing in the world. But, like, hey, like, meat making at home. Once you make it at home, like it's 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 the same thing, and it's it's good for you, and you know, I I love it a lot. Was it something your mom made for you, or did you discover it on your? No, own? it was something my mom made for me. Initially, like I had, I mean, obviously, like the like the first time you have a food like that, you're like, I don't know what they like. It's uh, I will say that I was I always liked vegetables growing up. I was never really one of those kids who kind of had an aversion to vegetables. That's another thing that I should bring from India to America. Put some spices in your food, people. Come on, don't just boil vegetables. I put them on a plate. <laughs> so there's a thing about indian food in this country that indian food as like is in various indian restaurants in america is not really the food that everyday people eat it's Mughal food you know kind of like influenced from the mughal empire it's not really how the rest of india eats i'm sure there's like parallels in like a lot of south indian food too right there's like a lot of food that you grew up with and you're you'd never see them in like a south indian restaurant or maybe you do i don't i'm curious
0: Buffets are not a thing in India, yeah. people,
1: or at least not like they yeah, are. Exactly, yeah,
0: exactly, no, yeah. No. So let's just start there. <laughs>
1: every, every, the only time they eat, they just go rocking into a buffet like every single time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. People are a lot less obese in India, and that's for a reason. But to answer your question, you don't really even see South Indian food in Indian restaurants mm-hmm. for that much, right? And it's never really the highlight, which is a shame because dosa
1: yeah no no that's you're, you're totally right and it's kind of it's kind of sad to see that whenever you go to one of those italian, uh, indian buffets there's just going to be like the token like idli sambar and that's basically i mean i don't think i've ever seen any other south indian food there's there might be a dosa like once in a while, it's not a good one either
0: yeah it's usually um moist yeah exactly not, not, not crispy like crispy ones
1: yeah as far as other dishes go um, if i have to pick a cuisine that i focus on and i'm like good at it's italian food I find there's a lot of really simple pasta dishes that come from various places in Italy that are, like, super easy, super simple. And you, you don't necessarily have to add protein to them if you don't want to. Like, you can, like, they're very versatile. I'm going to plug my girl, Marcella Hazen, recipe power queen. And uh, her, it was it was a book that I picked up at a thrift store when I was in college. I'd heard about it, and everyone was talking about it, like, being, like, the Italian, like, cooking Bible or something. I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I'll pick it up. And it's just chock full of various Italian recipes from all parts of Italy. And she actually lived in Italy for a long time. That's where she kind of did her research. Italy was also not a very well-off country. Like I said, there's a lot of parallels between India and Italy that I see. And a lot of Italian food is just working class people's food. And I think that's that's the kind of food that I like. I appreciate you being on. No, thank you for having me on and letting me ramble. I like to hear myself talk. So I'm sure that um, it was fun.